0: Welcome to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. Today is April 5th. We're going to be discussing all things coronavirus. So it finally happened. We've got the huge package passed for stimulus for the coronavirus. Round three to the tune of two trillion dollars. A lot went into that. There was a lot of back and forth. There were a lot of concessions on both sides. One of the main stickling points for the Democratic side was that there be some type of oversight provided for this. So in the agreement, in the stimulus package, they agreed to a special inspector general to be appointed for coronavirus pandemic relief. And they also asked for a five-person panel be appointed by Congress. So basically anybody can be, any congressman or senator could be in that five-person panel and the inspector general would report directly to the president or to Congress as a whole. And these were some of the demands that the Democrats were asking for, which were, of course, agreed to so we could get the stimulus package passed. As well as the wasteful $25 million to the JFK Kennedy Center for Arts, which As soon as they got the money, I don't know if you guys saw that, they turned around and they laid everybody off. So why did we waste $25 million? That could have went for masks. It could have went for protective gear. It could have went for all the things, ventilators. It could have went for all these things the hospitals need right now. Instead, we gave it to some bloated arts society, which just used it to pay their salaries and to simply lay off the employees, the workers, which is what it was supposed to help. But I digress. Uh, enough about that. The, the stickling today is is the oversight. The agreement was hammered out. They agreed to this oversight. This is what the Democrats want. Democrats want. And on Thursday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced the creation of a new bipartisan House Select Committee on the Coronavirus Crisis that will exercise oversight of the federal response to the pandemic and be chaired by majority whip Jim Claiborne. Wow! This is incredible. They got the oversight they wanted but yet we're going to set up another oversight committee for the federal response. So they can tear apart the response, dissect it, look at every little thing, and it's run by Jim Claiborne. I don't know if you guys remember Jim Claiborne a couple weeks ago when we were voting on this package, trying to get this package passed, he said this was a perfect time for us to forward our agenda, meaning to forward the Democratic agenda, to add all these things that they wanted, the greenhouse emissions, the diversity. And this gentleman is going to be in charge of this Federal Response Committee. He also has been, been a big advocate for the impeachment of Trump as well. He definitely is a good Democratic foot soldier who follows blindly where he's led. Now, Pelosi stated that the committee's immediate focus will be on the here and now. So basically what's going on right now, which there's already oversight for that. Not the Trump administration's initial response to the pandemic, but she did say there will come a time when such a review will be appropriate. So once again, we're going to make a committee to oversee two other committees. And we're going to dissect the federal response and Trump's response and what was appropriate and what wasn't appropriate. Now, during the swine flu, I don't remember any oversight committees being set up, any second-guessing the president or the CDC, not at all. Nothing was set up like this. But yet, we're going to add one more layer to the government. This is a typical democratic strategy. Let's add one more layer. Let's add one more oversight. Can you not see a pattern here, people? The layers that Obama added to the federal bureaucracy were unheard of. The amount of people who are employed by this bloated democracy is unheard of. And now we're going to do add one more level. Now the committee is supposed to be bipartisan, but she hasn't named who is going to be on that committee other than Jim Claiborne. So they're going to be empowered to examine all aspects of the federal response to the coronavirus and to ensure that the taxpayer dollars are being spent wisely and efficiently to save lives, disaster relief, and benefit our economy which is what the two oversight committees that are already set up for this are doing. But, but here's the kicker, is that the committee will be able to exercise oversight and would have the authority to issue subpoenas. The authority to issue subpoenas. And her quote on this is, it's no use having a committee unless you have subpoena power. So right now we're looking at a backdoor way for them to once again try to impeach the president, to second-guess the president, to subpoena people to come speak to them, which they weren't able to get prior to this. It's just another arm for the impeachment hoax and sham. I don't know if you guys see this or you feel this, but to me, what is Pelosi doing? Why is she concentrating on taking care of her district, taking care of San Francisco, which has a very large rate of COVID-19, especially California in general. What are her and Chuck Schumer doing? Schumer's New York City is the leading city for infections in this country. What has he done for his city? Absolutely nothing. He stalled this plan, stalled the stimulus package, wanted to add all this stuff, like a good little foot soldier for the Democratic mission, to socialize the United States. But what has he done to help? Trump has been in contact with Cuomo. Trump Trump has sent ventilators. He sent masks. He sent a U.S. Navy hospital ship. All these things he sent. What has Chuck Schumer done? Nothing. Once again, these politicians are doing absolutely nothing for the people they're elected to represent. To me, it's just pushing me closer and closer to we need term limits. We need these people who have been in office forever, who are making millions and millions of dollars from special interest groups and not representing us anymore to be gone. The only way we're going to do that is to have a constitutional convention where we can convene two-thirds of the states so we can bypass the federal government and amend the Constitution. If we can get two-thirds of the states to agree to this, then we can have this put as a amendment to the Constitution without having to go through Washington. And we can start holding these people accountable. I'm tired of seeing these senators and congressmen do nothing for their constituencies. I'm talking both sides here. I'm not labeling either side on this. I think there's a lot of ineffectiveness in government on both sides. I think there's a lot of Opportunities to become rich and bloated and powerful, and it's the allure of that that keeps people in Congress. I think the passion to serve the constituency, the passion to serve the people has been lost for some time now. Our founding fathers used to be paid a per diem to be a member of Congress. They were only paid for the days they were there. That way they had to maintain a business outside. They had to do other things. They had to be part of the real world. Whereas today's politicians probably couldn't even go to the grocery store or use an ATM card because they have no idea. They have no idea what you and I go through every day. So to me, term limits are looking better than ever to get rid of this bloated government whose continual bickering is stonewalling the efforts for this country to become great again, to rise out of this crisis, would rather politicize everything, would rather use the arm of the media to politicize everything. You know, the media has not been doing a very good job through this whole coronavirus saga pandemic. CBS was caught using Italian hospital footage claiming that it was hospitals in New York City further frightening people in New York City, thinking that they wouldn't be able to get in the hospital and how crazy it was. Yet, they put that on the air, knowing well that it was not footage of New York City hospitals to continue the scare tactics of the media. And we see this time and time again in these press conferences where they're trying to pit Dr. Fossey against Trump. They're trying to question, he doesn't know what he's doing, and Dr. Fossey is simply saying, no, I know what I'm doing. This is how we need to proceed. This is how the committee is proceeding. This is what we're doing. But yet these continual questions, these bait questions, where people just ask stupid questions and he calls them on it. He's now been called a, I believe, a, a racist and that he doesn't like powerful black women because of the way he treated uh, a reporter from CNN who asked a stupid question. It's just this continuous saga of labeling. You're a racist. You're a xenophobe. You're this. You're that. Where's the power in that anymore? There's absolutely zero. Anymore, if I present you facts and you don't agree with me, you attack me personally. That's on Facebook. That's in real life. That's person to person. That's in the government. That's in the newspaper. That's how things work nowadays if I don't agree with you and I don't like the actual facts I just attacked your person I accuse you of this that or the other thing I call you xenophobic homophobic racist misogynistic even though you don't know me you don't know anything about me but it's easier to label people out of ignorance I'm getting tired of it I'm a person just like everybody else I'm not better than anybody else And to continue to be labeled because of my beliefs, because of what I believe in, because of what I feel is right, is ridiculous. This country needs to wake up and take the blinders off. I had somebody today tell me that CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and all the Bloomberg papers, every left-leaning media thing out there is not involved in, in anything bad. They're reporting the truth. And the Wall Street Journal and Fox News is horrible. So I pointed out a bunch of different ways that they were not and the actual, you know, the examples I just used for you guys. And once again, I was attacked personally. I mean, if you don't know the facts, don't put stuff out there. Don't engage in conversations with people if you don't know the facts. If you're just going to back it up with the standard reply, don't waste my time. Don't talk to me. It's just these tactics are getting old. People are getting tired of them. They hold no power when you label people because you don't know people that you're labeling. You don't know what their life is all about. You don't know what they do. I'm involved in the jail ministry for my church. Unfortunately, this coronavirus pandemic has stopped me from going. I go every week and I minister to men in the jail of all races, creeds, sexual orientations, etc. But yet people label me a racist or a xenophobe But they don't know me. They don't know what I do. How easy it is for us to attack each other as citizens, as people, when instead we should be pulling together. So what does this do for, for the Democrats, for the presidential race? You know, their national convention has been moved back. We're seeing voting being moved back in several states. And we're really not hearing anything from either candidate. The only thing we heard from Bernie Sanders is his attempt to hold up the stimulus package was about the only thing that he's done. And then we have Joe Biden, who's starting a shadow government, apparently, where he's the president and now he's giving daily press conferences. They used to be daily. Now they're not anymore because he failed so horribly. We had problems with the teleprompter. He was touching his face while he was doing one and he was corrected by CNN um, the proper way to cough. It's just gaffe after gaffe after gaffe. On Friday, he finally agreed with the travel restrictions on China two months after they had been in effect. So thank goodness he wasn't in charge. I believe his initial response was Trump is racist, Trump is xenophobic. Once again, this is what Trump does. Trump likes to polarize the nation and to, to cause racial discord. But now he agrees with it everybody's agreed with this the attorney general the cdc have all credited this administration and the travel ban with stopping thousands of more infections but we, we see that now he saw it then now biden comes around now you're a little too late joe you're a little now. You don't know where you're at. You don't know what you're doing. This is the best the Democratic Party has. Uh, Bring it on. But they're going to find a way around it. The big push right now for them is voting from home. They've got some Hollywood elitists putting this out on their Twitter and their Instagram that we should be able to vote from home. Really? Does anybody see a problem with allowing people to vote at home? To me, this is just ludicrous. There's no way to guarantee the integrity of the ballot. If you want to vote in this country, you need to present an ID showing that you're a citizen of this country, a driver's license, a state ID. You should have an ID to vote. I have to have an ID to do everything in this country. I have to have an ID to get a library card. But I don't have to have an ID to vote. This is just going to cause rampant voter fraud, and this is what the Democrats want. The Democrats want everybody who isn't registered to vote to be able to vote from their home. To have one home send in 20 votes when there's two people in the home. No one will ever know. No one will be ever really able to confirm these votes as being true. To me, that's scary that's scary that we want to push to this where we're so open with our democracy where we simply just don't care anymore. We're so willing to give in to this, that, and the other thing to allow whatever to happen and to not stand for any values at all. Our founding fathers have to be turning over in their grave. This is not the America they envisioned. This is not the America I envision. As a constitutional conservative... It's frightening. Do we really want to become socialistic? Do we really want to give in to everybody's everything? Do we really want federal government intruding into our personal lives as much as the Democrats want? Intruding into corporate life, intruding into entrepreneurship, stifling the economy, stifling growth, stifling innovation. Is that what we really want? Because coming out of this coronavirus, it's going to be a new country. Entrepreneurs are going to be able to restart the economy. I see a lot of new companies that could be starting up out of this. And that's what's going to drive this economy. American spirit and ingenuity. We will rise above this. We are better than this. Wave to your neighbor across the street. Say hi to people. Let's start being nice to each other. This is a redo for our country. This is a redo for the world. Let's not screw this up this time. All right. Thank you for joining me today on Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Don't forget you can find me on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio. And please go to my Facebook page. Give me your comments, concerns, new topics. Have a great day.